everyone. Welcome to this, this week's Lodestar's Lending Leaders. Uh, we have a good, great guest today, a good friend, longtime client of ours, Alex Dunton, EVP of National Sales at Priority Title and Escrow. Alex, thanks so much for, for joining and uh, letting me rope you into this after the last time we uh, bumped into each other at a conference. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yep. So, um, you know, you're in an interesting place of the industry being with Priority Title um, working together from the time you were one of the first 20 companies at, at 20 employees at Priority Title, and now you have over 400. So we'd like to get into that, but I always like to see how the heck someone gets into title insurance in the first place, right? It's such a niche part of the industry, niche industry to begin with. Um, so I'm sure you didn't grow up wanting to be a title agent. No, no. I, I think, uh, you know, I just celebrated 13 years in the industry and I mm-hmm. I have no idea how it happened. And yeah. just, uh, no, I, I was actually, um, I was in uh, straight out of school mm-hmm. and uh, got picked up by a local attorney and started learning the ropes there and moved to a, a national company. And that's kind of where I, where I got my feet wet in the, mm-hmm. uh, the national side. So thir- 13 years and yeah. uh, it, went, it went so fast. Yeah. Well, what's, what's kept you around this? Oh, it's... Uh, it's very diverse. I, I enjoy the national side of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I travel a ton, which is fantastic. Um, you know, the uh, I'm sure you are well aware, but working with loan officers is an absolute blast because uh, yeah. they they know how to have fun. Same with uh, mm-hmm. same with real estate agents. So yeah. it's just a, it's a great industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely one thing I enjoy about it. I think I'm only at about nine to ten years right now, so a little bit behind you. But just the the fact that it's everything is affected by it. You can talk to anyone about what you do and about being in the housing market, the housing industry, real estate, and they'll have something to say. Yeah, absolutely. Not always positive, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are more fun conversations anyway, especially these days. You know? Yeah, that's true. Oh, we'll get into that. Don't you worry. But uh, at our time working together. As I mentioned, you were one of the first 20 uh, folks at Priority Title. Now you have over 400, you know, in an industry that's famously cyclical. How have you all, you know, been able to achieve that growth? Yeah, I, I uh, being on the national sales side, I have to attribute it to sales, of course. Yeah, sure. Obviously. Of course. Um, no, but it, it's, uh, it's a great team. I think um, putting the right people in the right positions, uh, especially mm-hmm. with operations, um, mm-hmm. Our teams can be out selling um, all day long, um, mm-hmm. but it means nothing if the operations team can't hold up. And we we just have a fantastic operations team here um, that mm-hmm. that can you know help help support what the sales staff yeah. is out actually trying to sell. Mm-hmm. And one thing, as a reformed former title agent sales person myself, I always struggled with the differentiation in the space because you have thousands and thousands of people selling literally the exact same product. Um, and that, drove, I, I say that. that that would drive me crazy. So how are you, you know, what are those? Di- and I think that applies for lenders as well, right? Like rates aren't that different. 30 year mortgages aren't that different. What is that pitch to, to kind of differentiate yourself? You know, I, I think it's, it's, it goes back to the beginning of our relationship. Um, yeah. The technology, the tools that we have at our mm-hmm. fingertips, um, we do sell the exact same product. Pricing is pretty much standardized state by state. There's mm-hmm. not much difference. Um, you know, service is yeah. the most important thing. Um, mm-hmm. Communication, picking up the phone, um, mm-hmm. something we, we preach to our teams every day, and that our mm-hmm. teams preach. Um, mm-hmm. Communication, and then technology. Yeah. Um, instant, instant quotes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, things like that. Just mm-hmm. really making it 
easier to use us. Do you feel the questions you get from lenders or realtors now are different than what they were 10 years ago? Oh, you know, I, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a funny one because I think 10 years ago, I knew absolutely nothing about what I did for a living, even in my first yeah. three years. And we can call it five years ago if you want to give yourself Exactly, a yes, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, um, you know, one of the big things was at the beginning of the pandemic, um, we started conversations seven, eight, six, seven, eight years ago about um, doing remote online notarization and e-closings and stuff like that. Um, and the conversations never really got very far. You know, we, we had the technology, we had the ability. And then when the pandemic started, everybody got desperate. Um, March, April, May, 2020, it was, um, it, it was paramount that you had that ability and everyone started looking at how they were going to do electronic notes. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's funny that that became such a strong conversation. And now we're, we're right back to, you know, I would say probably 10% of the transactions we do are just traditional, are our electronic closings. Everything's back to traditional again. So just because they're the demand wasn't, isn't there in the same way anymore. Uh, yeah. I think the demand and then the, uh, you know, trying to try to change the end buyer of that mortgage, yeah. their mentality to take the you know, mm-hmm. wet signed piece of paper is is a lot stronger. Yeah, I think that's such a big um, factor in stopping any in- innovation in the industry is the fact that banks aren't really going to change what they're buying, what they're selling. People, you know, talk about certain technologies like blockchain making title insurance completely obsolete. Um, I always have the same answer. Like, when do you think a lender is going to not require a title insurance policy that they don't have to pay for? Like, that's no, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. So, no, you know, so many on the purchase side here, we, we do a lot of purchase business. Um, yeah. The purchase side, I hear borrowers ask all the time, you know, do I need an owner's policy? Do I really yeah. need it? There's a, there's a reason why your bank requires you to purchase them a lender's policy. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. What is your answer when you have someone like, ask what is title insurance why do i need it how do you bridge that that education gap yeah i you know it's it's fairly often asked especially on the the real estate side um mm-hmm. uh, on the on the traditional retail sales side yeah um but that's it you know you, you should share some examples of horror stories which mm-hmm. um m- most people will never use it never need to use it but it's the what if you yeah. know with any insurance policy it's it's the what if there's some crazy right. examples but I'd rather not need it and have it. You know? Right. Yeah. And it, it, it's tough because it's so different than types of insurance other people get. You get health insurance, you're going to get sick. You get life insurance. Everyone's going to die, right? Like you need the, the other types of insurance, you know, are, are um, happen after the fact opposed to, you know, the elimination of all the risk up front. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking backwards as opposed to looking forward yeah. with a traditional insurance policy. Do you feel that like education gap with the borrowers is a problem or do you just feel like you're not necessarily interacting with the borrowers in the same way, whether, it, you know, letting the realtors, letting the lenders be the ones who have that first touch? I think uh, I spend a ton of time in a lot of our, our current loan officers, mortgage offices, yeah. doing education, Q&As, mm-hmm. uh, Title 101, what we actually do. And it's the same thing with our our local teams, they spend a lot of time with real estate agents, really teaching them yeah. what we do and, and how it works. I think education in general from the beginning is, is super yeah. important. Mm-hmm. I was um, you know, listening into a first time home buyer workshop um, this week, actually. Um, 
because I'm looking to buy a home for the first time, actually, despite being in the industry for so long. So I I thought it was just good for my wife and I to sit through it. And um, they were going through all the steps and got to title insurance. And they just said, all right, title insurance is the most boring part of buying a home. Like that was, that was, this is a, a, a lender like a loan officer and realtor. And like, that was like, yeah, that's all you need to know about. You need it, but it's super boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it, funny as we, we attend a lot of first time home buyer seminars and they'll typically give us uh, 10 minutes at the end of the, the four hour session. And it's the last 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> over. Hey. And yeah. now. <laughs> right. We're going to make sure you don't get your money stolen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh. When so talking about the shift to the purchase market, it's you know something that people are doing either we're proactive about it or just super delayed now that it's here. How are you seeing lenders take advantage of that? How are you as a company looking at this this new normal? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of us that have been in the industry for a while have seen the waves. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm fortunate enough to be on my, my third wave or some, somewhere in there. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's um, it's kind of something that you anticipate. It's not never going to be um, you know unlimited supply of refis falling off of trees and mm-hmm. everyone's happy. Um, but you know, keeping those relationships strong and really just doing a good business in general, I think, yeah. um, as far as the purchase business, mm-hmm. um, we see a lot of repeat. You know, we have a lot of uh, really strong partnerships, and mm-hmm. uh, again, a lot of the education is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, spending the time to make sure that the client knows. Mm-hmm. And when you, you talked about educating realtors too, do you feel like there are things realtors don't understand about title insurance or the process in general? Like, how are you, you know, approaching that? I think realtors get a bad rap. I know, I believe, well, your wife's a realtor. I think you yourself might have a license too. I forget. She's uh, my wife's actually a broker, and okay. um, I think still I, I've been in the industry thirteen years. I think yeah. she's close to ten, mm-hmm. and uh, we teach we teach each other something new all yeah. the time. It's funny, you know, being in the industry, there's so many things from the opposite yeah. side that I just don't know. Um, yeah. And vice versa. There's a lot of things that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, again, I think the education, spending a lot of time and building those relationships, yeah. developing um, and mm-hmm. having that an open forum, I think is mm-hmm. really important. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's, um, you seem to understand the fact that title agents will never win that race to the consumer. Um, I don't think every title agent realizes that necessarily. Um, unfortunately, just the, the way the process works, you're going to use the loan officer, you're going to use the realtor because you want to look at a house or you want a prequal, right? You're, you don't care about title insurance until you have to. So it's that position where we're never first to the customer, but we're kind of the last line of defense. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Of if things don't go well with this, you're not going to close on this house. So it's kind of like all the risk, none of the glory in some ways. Of course. Of course, but when something goes wrong, it's it's always the title guy's fault. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, definitely, definitely a little bit of the the whipping boy there. So, um, you had you had mentioned um, kind of the the pre COVID switch of people talking about e closings and all of those things and being very popular for a while and going away. Um, do you feel like there are parts things that have changed in the last few years that aren't reverting now that we're kind of outside of the at least intense part of the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're doing a lot more uh, notary closings. Everything's in the office now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the majority of loan officers that I work with are working from home or working remotely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know when that's going to change. And yeah. you know, everyone's going to 
everyone's ever going to have a conform back into the office or back working remote. I think it's just going to be a mixed bag for yeah. now now going forward. I mean, us at, at Lodestar, I'm pretty much going to be permanently hybrid, I think is, yeah. is kind of the way it's, it's looking where we have an office here. It's effectively our sales and marketing office. Folks can come in, folks can work from home. It's, yeah. But at least they, you have the opportunity to do both. And I think a lot of offices seem to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But with me, again, uh, my wife being a real estate broker, um, mm-hmm. it's, I, I prefer to come into the office because if we're both working at the same time, um, I pace around on my phone constantly. So if I'm talking, she's talking, you know, it's just, it's not beneficial for our relationships. That was one thing that drove my wife crazy during, uh, during the pandemic too, when we were at home, just seeing like pacing and like, um, I, I would do this thing. If I was on a call, I would sit on a chair facing the window. I'd have a coffee in one hand and my phone in the other. And she's like, what the hell do you think? <laughs> How is this work? So I noticed a, a fail, a fail proof way of getting any couple upset at each other um, is ask them to impersonate the other person working oh, yeah. being around each other. It's like instant fight guaranteed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you mentioned kind of leveraging technology and that being so important. Uh, with priority title. Um, do you feel like lenders care more about that in the past? Like, I, I personally think that there are a lot more sophisticated lenders, sophisticated questions than we ever really got before. I don't know if if that part of the sales process has changed for you. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, the street LO is never going to die. Um, yeah. I think having that personal touch um, is, is always going to be there and it's super important. But what people are competing about or competing with is the instant, instant online everything. Yep. Uh, the you know the big box groups and mm-hmm. uh, sitting in a call center just waiting for you to enter information into a in, into a online form and calling you immediately. So I, I, again, I think that's what's really really affected change for technology and speed and ease of use. And, you know, being able to pull calculations and fees mm-hmm. instantly is so important. Yeah. And then I think just getting those type of scenarios to someone as quickly as possible. And I think title is a very important part of that because you need to know how much money am I bringing to the table? Absolutely. Let's, let's disclose everything up front. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's nice to see in the past, I would see lenders just overestimating any disclosure they could just to cover themselves. And now I think you'd be really blasted by the competition for doing that yeah. because yeah, and that, that's it i mean everyone's cutting cutting costs and you can get it instantly uh, so yeah. mm-hmm. having the most accurate possible fee set mm-hmm. is, uh, on on all portions you know yeah. if you're quoting not just title but knowing exactly what your mm-hmm. appraisal fee is going to be and everything else is, mm-hmm. let's get those disclosures out right away and yeah be able to quote it so it's really just the speed and then is that speed still how is that key throughout the process after title is ordered to how much is that, you know, getting demands faster, faster, faster. I want a title search in 20 minutes, you know, opposed to five days or whatever it would be. Of course. Yeah. I think, you know, when I started off, you know, there was two week lead time on, yeah. uh, if not more than that, you know, everything is going online. Mm-hmm. Um, in my first couple of years in the industry, I remember, um, you know, a lot of the counties going scanning like crazy and putting everything online and, Mm-hmm. Maybe there'd be, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 counties nationwide. And, you know, now that's, you know, just growing exponentially. Um, mm-hmm. So we can 
pull documents instantly uh, a lot faster in the majority of states and counties, mm-hmm. which uh, you know is a huge competitive edge. And again, mm-hmm. getting to the closing table faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so this question, I'm really excited to ask you too. And then I just thought of one that I didn't prepare you for that I think you'll 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 handle fine. But um, speaking of marketing, social media is becoming a super super big part of realtor marketing, loan officer marketing, and your LinkedIn just makes me laugh. Um, I know it's it, it, it's something probably people would call either cheesy, self-deprecating, like you're just putting your face on a lot of like pulp co- pop culture images that are just, I think, really funny, really clever. Um, what led you to do that? And, and how have you seen it? Because I think it's been a few years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my, my wife actually, again, is... Mm-hmm. Um, she coined herself the dad joke realtor here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she constantly is posting dad jokes and um, she'll come into the office just crying, laughing about, you know, just some of the most obscure jokes. Uh, and I think her sense of humor helped uh, mm-hmm. helped kind of drive that, but it's, it's all good and fun. I mean, yeah. honestly, I don't want to work with anybody in general that is um, stressed out and tight all the time. You can't, can't laugh about something. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think it shows that you don't take yourself super seriously too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You might as well have fun with it. Yeah. You know, we, we have enough stress in this industry yeah. every yeah. day. What has kind of the reaction to that been? Um, like how have you, have you leveraged kind of LinkedIn and social media, especially over the last few years as more of a sales tool? Yeah. Um, I've actually had a few lenders, uh, national lenders that mm-hmm. I've connected with and been able to start working with uh, mm-hmm. just based on the, the silly, silly um, mm-hmm. posts that I've made. You know, they, mm-hmm. again, if, if you want, if you have somebody coming into your office and working with your team once a month, yeah. um, you might as well be fun, you know, have yeah. fun with it. So I, I think that's, uh, it, it's helped a little bit. You know? Yeah. I think it's important that people just know you're a real person, right? I, I, I post a lot of links for the business and the posts that always get more views are when it's tangentially personal related, right? Showing a picture I have in my office, um, showing me doing billing with my baby strapped to me was the the biggest post I ever had. That was 30,000 views. Like that was like, yeah, like those those were the types of things that resonated a lot more than you know, hey, look at what our company's doing. Look at this press release. Look at this type of stuff, which, you know, there's a place for that on LinkedIn. But I think showing some sort and bit of your personality, I think, is, is super important. So I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to think of how do I engage with this in a personal way? And also, like, how do you not make it feel like work? That like, oh, man, I need, I need, I need five memes this week. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we see the, uh, we see flicking through LinkedIn, LinkedIn, I think I had you know, 8,000 connections or something like yeah. that. And uh, if, you know, I, I spend 20 minutes going through my newsfeed and it's, you know, the same, it's the same over and over again. And, and it, it loses its, yeah. its uh, luster. I think when you're posting something that, you know, nine other people have posted, right. basically offering the same service mm-hmm. or connection. So having a little fun with it and then mixing in some business on the side. Yeah. Um, so I know you have a lot of experience outside of the title industry too, whether it's been in, in hospitality, whether it's been in, in things that aren't title related. I think every time I talk to you, you talk to me about some side project, whiskey collecting, something like that. So when you're looking in, in, in recruiting as priority title has done a ton of, how do you 
convince people outside the title industry to come work in this industry? Or what do you, what are there certain places that you look for to hire? Because I find when I'm trying to find someone in the industry, it's always a lot tougher than bringing someone in. But then you have that hurdle of what the heck's title insurance and how do you teach it to them? Yeah, I think you can you can teach title insurance in a in yeah a, in a basic form in a twenty minute Q and A. Um, yeah, I think the thing that you cannot teach um, is customer service. Mm-hmm. Generally, somebody caring. Um, yeah, going above and beyond that. We we talk about that internally all of the time. The uh, you can tell on the other end when somebody's just not interested and doesn't want to be there and doesn't have that customer service mentality. And uh, ultimately we're all in a customer service industry, whether it's, you know, my direct customer being the loan officer or the real estate agent, mm-hmm. their customer being, you know, the, the buyer, the yeah. person. So I think that's the most important thing, the service industry. And mm-hmm. obviously a lot of, a lot of the people in our industry um, who have that background mm-hmm. are the ideal candidate, especially, uh, they don't have any bad habits yet yeah no that i I think that makes a lot of sense i mean when people ask us about our differentiator customer service is always the first thing i say you would mention that at the top of the call because you have a product that is so such a commodity at the end of the day um so i think that's that's really important and i think over time vendors and lenders and other folks realize that that that's kind of the important thing that they um realize so the the last question i had um, I like to ask everyone, what gets you excited? What gets you out of bed in the morning to fire up and go, go, go sell some title insurance? Yeah, the, the chase ultimately, yeah. uh, you know, the, the excitement of meeting somebody new. Mm. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, you and I have spent a lot of years together at different yeah. conventions. And, uh, I, I love it. I absolutely love walking around, hearing somebody's story um, and finding out what their issue is and see if we have yeah. a possible solution. But Mm-hmm. ultimately the uh the, the people aspect is, is mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me yeah oh that's great well i i really appreciate you everyone Alex, follow alex dunton on linkedin for lots of funny memes we'll try to share some post some um and thanks so much for coming on this was fun thank you jim i look forward to speaking to you soon that's good